This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. It's time to go inside the front office of the Athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. It is now time for the David Forrest Show here on A's Cats and A's Cast Live. This is where you get the general manager of your Oakland Athletics every single week. David, how are you? I'm hot, Tony. I hope it's cool in your studio there. Uh, thank God for the uh, air conditioning from uh, uh, Lowe's because without it, it would be brutal. Yeah, it's, it's a hot one out there. So hopefully everybody's inside listening to the radio. So when I think about uh, the start, you know, that was the number one thing. We talked about at spring training and then summer camp is how are the A's going to start when you're notoriously slow starters? I think you have to be thrilled by the start of your ball club. Yeah, well, you know, certainly from where we were at three and four to then have uh, ripped off a run like that, I think the guys took a week or so to get settled and, and have played great. So obviously a tough series down in Anaheim. Um, but a big win to come back and take the getaway day game. That's, you know, Anaheim's a good team. It was only a matter of time before Rendon started swinging, and, and we certainly heated him up. Um, but they've got the best player in the game, and Otani had a big homer. So we know how good their lineup is. And, um, yeah, happy to, happy to have the record we do right now. So when you put a team together and then the season starts, What's it like for you to sit back and go, okay, that's working, this is working, the depth, the versatility. What's that like as someone who put this team together to then start it actually work, like your game plan is working? Um, wow, it's like an actual baseball question in such a strange season. I, I don't get a whole lot of those. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, our guys have been fun to watch. I mean, we're almost – I guess we're almost a third of the way through the season, which is weird to think about with a you know trade deadline basically two weeks away. Um, they've, they've done a great job. I mean, um, you know, Jesus got a little late start and AJ's banged up, but this is the rotation that we envisioned. And, um, you know, position player group is, is what we put together. I mean, obviously a big part of what's going right now is our health. Um, both, you know, physically and then also from a, from a COVID standpoint. And our guys have done a great job with the protocols and, and staying healthy. I mean, having to scratch Frankie tonight is really the first first thing that's uh, interrupted us in the, in the first third of the season. So uh, if you stay healthy for the most part and, and you have the team on the field that you envisioned all those months ago back in the offseason, that usually good things happen. Yeah, you just kind of jarred me right there. I just, I like totally forgot. You got a trading deadline in two weeks. Like, I, <laughs> I are, are you like, yeah. are the phones active right now? Like, how different is it from from normal years? I I got a text about five days ago from a club who said, "Hey, you know, just checking in, seeing what you're looking to do at the deadline," and and I just about fell out of my chair. 
it was it, it was not something I was expecting to uh, to start conversations at that point. You know, we were about 14 games in, and um, no, it's look, it's something we're talking about internally. We're we're looking around the league a little bit. It's you know, it's hard to know who the buyers and sellers are at this point because you're dealing with a 16 team playoff and everybody's kind of bunched up right now. But um, but you know, I think we'll we'll start having those conversations more in earnest over the next week and and who knows i mean again i like our club i i don't know what the market's going to look like in terms of what you know what do you expect for a a player that you're renting for you know for maybe 25 games i'm not sure what what the uh asking price is so we'll see how it plays out (laughs) renting a guy for 25 games oh wow i uh (laughs) what a year yep Unbelievable. All right. Before we get into Frankie, I just, I got good, good news on Ramon Laureano. I, I did not think, because baseball had these strict rules about players and protocol and, and the whole deal with other players and umpires and keeping your distance and obviously uh, charging someone else's dugout was a really big no no. How happy were you for Ramon that this gets knocked down from six to four? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that Ramon worked that out. That he, you know, he's, took the four games, first of all, I think, you know, he understood regardless of, you know, what, what provoked him, you know, no, no one likes to get hit and hit three times in one weekend, anybody's going to be fired up. And, um, you know, a lot has been written about, you know, him being provoked. Um, but he knew deep down, he's like, he knew he didn't do the right thing. And, you know, whether we're in a time when you're supposed to keep opposing teams apart or not, uh, going after someone in the dugout. That's not what the game on the field is about. So I was glad that he uh, he and his representatives worked this out with MLB to get it down to four games. Uh, it's, you know, he's, he's been one of our best guys. There's no two ways about it. So missing him for the next four days is is not ideal, but, um, but we'll try and get through it. Some other guys will step up. It's kind of the way it always works here. And uh, it'll be nice to have it behind us as of Tuesday. You know, this is something we asked Bob in the Bob Melvin show here on A's Cast and A's Cast Live, and we'll just keep it generic. Uh, you know, it, it, it's the job of everybody in baseball to make sure we keep this thing going. As I always like to say, we're hanging on by a thread here. And the people who are in charge, coach, coaches, managers, the adults in the room, it's so important that everybody is – you're not only looking after your team – you're looking after the other team. You're looking at after the umpires. That's why this situation was so, so shocking that in a year like we are, everybody's supposed to look after each other so we can get this season in. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and you and I talked about this back in maybe back in May and June about, you know, why it's, why it's worth the effort to try and play. It's, you know, it's great to have baseball and for fans to be able to watch it, but there are, you know, there are so many people who depend on this game for their livelihood. And, and you know, we've we've really come to understand that over the past five months. And uh, you do want to keep this thing going. You've got players who need to get paid. You've got staff who need to keep their jobs. And, um, you know, you, you hope that there's a sort of all for one mentality amongst the 30 organizations because everybody's going through the same thing. Um, but, you, you know, you understand once those guys are in between the lines, uh, it's emotional and it feels it feels just like any other year to them. And, um, you know, nobody's taking an offer and saying, well, it's, you know, it's 2020. It's not that big a deal. But that's not how those guys feel. And they're they're sort of uh, conditioned to compete. 
And, um, and it's hard, it's hard to do both those things at the same time. But like I said earlier, for the most part, I've been, you know, thrilled with how our guys have, have helped, you know, sort of comported themselves. And, um, you know, when you win along with it, it makes things a lot easier. Now, obviously, with Ramon out for four games, you have the ability to move Mark Canada to center, which is such a luxury. And boy, what a good year he's having. And then out of nowhere, Robbie Grossman has reached base safely in 16 of his last 24 uh, plate appearances. Uh, He's got three home runs during that time. Just talk about the hot start for Robbie Grossman, how you stick him in left and Cannon center and away you go. Yeah, it's it's great to have guys like that. And, and you know, this is now the second year for Robbie here. And, and frankly, both years he's come into the season with a lot of people saying like, hey, I don't, I'm not sure where the at-bats are. Um, and, you know, guy who had almost 500 plate appearances last year, did a great job defensively, put himself in the gold glove conversation um, and is in a really important left-handed bat for us in, in a lineup that is that skews right-handed. Uh, Robbie plays a huge role and has already had some huge hits this year. So it's, it's great to have him uh, be able to fill in. And then, yeah, and, and Mark's role here is, is, is certainly undeniable. I mean, you, you sort of forget the fact how much he's played center field. I mean, in 18 and 19, you know, starting 55, 60-plus games out there when Ramon's banged up, um, and he does a great job too. But, um, but you can't say enough about what he's done in the lineup and, and just the quality of his at-bats right now. When, when Marcus and, and Chap and Olsen are, you know, struggled early, you count on Mark to have a five or six pitch at bat, take some walks, get some big hits. And he's been, he's been a very steadying presence in the middle of the lineup already through 19 games. You know, sometimes things happen where you wake up and all of a sudden your back just doesn't feel good. Is, is that what we're looking uh, at with Frankie Montas? I, I hope so. I think I think it is. I mean, Frankie told our athletic trainers this morning. He just he woke up stiff, didn't feel like he slept in a great position the last couple nights, and um, and just wasn't able, wasn't able to fully turn his neck. So I, I hope we're just dealing with a little upper back and neck stiffness. Uh, we'll know more once he sees our doctor this evening. Um, so you know, maybe maybe it's a day, maybe two. Luckily, with the off day. You can bump everybody else up on regular rest and, and give him a few days if he needs it. But, uh, yeah, until uh, until we know more from the doctor, we'll, we'll wait and see. But hopefully we're just looking at the stiff neck. So just kind of take us through it, because right now the way, you know, starting today, if Frankie was going, the rotation is Frankie, Jesus, Manaya, Fires, Bassett. Would this be yeah. a situation the minute Frankie could go, like let, let, let's say it's Sunday or it's – Monday in Arizona, do you immediately put him in and push everybody back? It's, it's probably up to Bob and Emo. It depends on – ultimately depends on how many days he's off from just throwing. If he, if he can't throw a ball for a couple of days, maybe you want to, you know, get him off the mound, throw a little light touch and feel, and then go out there the next day. Just um, like I said, we have the luxury of, of having everybody else on – regular rest, but you know, this is your guy. This is the opening day starter for a reason. You you want to get him in there as soon as you can. Yeah, we had some great nuggets for tonight since uh, the start of 2019, a minimum of at least 100 innings. He has the lowest ERA in baseball at 2.42. And then since 2019, how about this, David? His split finger fastball, hitters are only hitting a buck 81 against it since the start of 2019 boy what a weapon that has become for him yeah that seems good 
Um, no, I think we know that, that the transformation of Frankie was, was a result of that split finger pitch. And I remember uh, hearing before spring training of 2019, Emo saw him throw a couple sides and, and send me a text. He said, Frankie's got this split. It's going to really change him. Um, and if you remember at the time, he was coming into camp out of options. It wasn't clear what role he was going to, what role he was going to have. And, and he clearly, you know, change the, the trajectory of his career by adding that pitch. I always hate that. You know, the guy's out of options, and it, it always puts you – I mean, it's like, it's like right now with Franklin Barreto. It, it, it puts you in a very tough situation because you can like a player. And we, we've talked about, Frank, it's just been tough over the years to give him that full opportunity at second base. It's just – I don't know if that's ever going to go away or not. Obviously, we got a new CBA coming up, but that's always a tough thing. You really like a player. You don't want to lose them. It's just a tough rule. It is. It's tough for us, but it's obviously designed to protect the player and, and make sure we, you know, clubs don't just bury guys in their system, uh, you know, without any end in sight. So I, I get it. And, um, you know, most times you, you, you're able to evaluate a guy and you know what you've got before then. But um, in the case of a, you know, position player who hasn't gotten an opportunity, a pitcher who changes things, you know, that's, that's hopefully what we're, uh, what we're here for is to make those decisions. Has Tony Kemp given you more offensively than you thought he would? I hey, Tony was a pain when he was the was, was with the Astros, so I kind of expected this. I mean, he's always been a tough out. I I saw him play in college. You know, we watched him come up through the Astros system, and he's always been a, a tough out. And uh, he's certainly been that and more. You know, he's he's taken walks, he's gone deep into counts, he's put the ball where they're not a couple times teams have, have shifted and shaded him one spot and he hits it another. So he's been great. I know Bob's got him up towards the top of the lineup tonight. And that's just, you know, that's a symbol of, of how meaningful he's been offensively for us. You know, obviously there hasn't been a whole lot of moves between the giants and the A's over, over the years, uh, Ernie Riles, you got to go way, way, way back. But Bert Smith, you made a deal, did not make headlines whatsoever. A lot of people have no idea when that transaction was, but boy, has he been good for you, David? He's done a great job. And, and, you know, just a little callback to what we just talked about, about a guy being out of options and Birch was out of options. The giants weren't sure what, role he was going to have on their club and, and had to make a 40-man move and um, you know we, we saw him a little bit last year he pitched in uh, pitched in the PCL so Vegas got to see him a couple times and uh, it made sense we didn't have that kind of bridge guy obviously JB we know can give you two or three innings but uh, Birch had come up as a starter it just the timing worked out well for us in spring training when they had to make a move and we had a spot on our 40-man and uh, thank goodness we did because he's he's factored in you know pretty significantly to a number of our wins already in this young season. Uh, two more. One about the bullpen. You know, I get calls all the time on the post game show. Why didn't Bob do this? And why didn't Bob do that with the bullpen? It's like people don't understand when Bob Melvin and and you're talking with Bob about these bullpen guys. We the we the regular folk, we don't know who's available on that day. We don't know who can go. We don't know who's an emergency person. Just talk us through like a, a bullpen is so volatile. I mean, we 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 don't know who's available on a day-to-day basis for Bob. Right. And I, I hope you haven't been getting those calls this season because I think Bob and Emo have done a great job. Um and, and they do. They they juggle things every day with who's already gone back to back, who's feeling a little sore, who's got one hitter, who can go one plus, 
you know, running through all these hypotheticals before the game about how far the starter is going to get you. And particularly early on in this season, we had starters really only going, you know, three, four innings. So I, I think they've done a great job. And, and on the flip side, the guys have, have been nails out there. Um, they've come in, closed the door. We, we've only had one or two hiccups really through almost 20 games. So uh, I, I think the bullpen's certainly been a strength. They've bailed us out a couple of times and they've, you know, they've kept games close that we've come back to win. So it's, uh, it's certainly been a strength for us already. And we'll end on this. The runner on second and extra innings has brought so much drama, so many different moves, so much strategy. I, I love it. And, and some of the old guard I've even heard that they're starting to come around on it. Uh, how do you feel about it? Well, we're three and oh, aren't we? So I must love it. <laughs> um, I, I've really liked it. I, look, there's nothing more frustrating or more disruptive in my position than a 17 inning game where you've got to make player moves, guys get options, cost someone's a job, cost someone a job in the big leagues. And then if you lose at the end of 17 innings, what, what was the point? So uh, I'll be honest, I, I've been a fan of this for a couple of years while they were doing it in the minor leagues. Our minor league managers were telling me that it was great. And uh, I hope, you know, I hope it's here to stay. Obviously a lot of things are, just kind of being thrown against the wall during this this season but I, I think you know at some point we're going to come out on the losing end it's going to it's going to feel crappy but um but I, I think it's good for everyone involved and like I said if you you know you, you look at someone maybe at the back end of the bullpen who throws four or five innings and in extras and then you got to get swap them out for a fresh arm and it's just you know it, it's not the way things were intended so our guys have done a great job uh you know going back to Birch in that first game um, opening night, and, and the JB did a great job in extras. So I think we've handled it really well. Yeah, I can't imagine what it's like for you. Like, you, you play X amount of innings, like just say 17 innings, and it's like 1.45 in the morning. You now to go, you got to go find an arm, but your AAA team, let's say in Nashville, in a different time zone, how the heck are you going to get a guy from Nashville? I mean, that's got to be crazy. Yeah. No, it's always the roughest thing. It's the hardest on Mickey, to be honest, because he's he's the one who's got to go out and figure out how to get guys places. But yeah, I mean, there's a bunch. We had a, a day game against the White Sox a couple of years back. Trevino had just been called up and he pitched great in extras. We won in 17 and it wasn't even the middle of the night, but we're still, you know, nobody wants to send Lou out because he just came up and just did a great job to help us get a W. But you got to figure out how to win the next two days, and it just it it adds it adds a lot of complications that uh, I'm happy to be without when we're uh, starting game starting extra innings with a runner on second. Well, it's a great start for your ball club, and of course, I know how much you like playing the San Francisco Giants. So the next three days are going to be fun. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Chris. Looking forward to it. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazon 
into the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.